Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at LMFM.ie Now, the HSE is uh, very concerned about uh, the rate uh, that the virus is spreading in uh, the county of Loud. Uh, There's been huge increases in RD, Drogheda Rural, Dundalk, Carlingford and uh, Dundalk South in recent weeks. Uh, Dr. Keith Ian Quinton is a specialist in public health medicine at uh, the Department of Public Health for the HSE North East and joins us now. Very good morning to you, Dr. Quinton. Thanks uh, for taking the time to be with us on the programme this morning. What's behind uh, this surge, do you think? Hi, good morning, Michael. Thank you very much for for the, the invitation. Um, I think what seems to be behind I'll, I'll take a step back uh, in terms of when we take a look at the overall numbers for Louth, basically, as you quite know, as you noted and quoted there, within the last week, we've seen the numbers go to last week, 348, the week previous, 129, and the week before that, they were 82. Within the last week, we've taken a look at the demographic profile of those who've been flagged through as being positive for COVID, and about 78% of them are under the age of 40, and about 4 in 10 of those individuals are between the ages of 15 and 24. And those age groups, predominantly, those age groups, um, a large proportion of those age groups are unfortunately not vaccinated, and and given the wonderful weather that we're having, um, they're engaging in social gatherings, both indoor and outdoor you know, going to house parties and, you know, and that's potentially what we do believe is contributing to the rise in the numbers that we've been seeing. Right. Uh, Is it because of behaviour or because of vaccination status? Uh, Is it that you can go to a house party, in other words, if you're vaccinated and everybody at it is vaccinated, but you can't if you're not vaccinated? Well, uh, I mean, I I think, I mean, the guidance just certainly does does allow for individuals who are fully vaccinated, whether it's with the dual dose vaccines or the single dose vaccine, that you can have some degree of social interaction. But I think um, this engagement is probably not necessarily related to the vaccine program. It's probably more related to the fact that people are just, they're, they're gathering, um, the weather is good, and they're not necessarily adhering to the appropriate public health guidance in terms of their physical distancing, their hand hygiene, and the use of face masks and face coverings, basically. So even if you are vaccinated, you need to continue following those public health guidelines. Uh, But the majority of people, as you say, are not vaccinated and they are contracting this disease. Uh, 
how sick are, are, are they becoming or are they sick at all? Because uh, there is this history uh, of young people not becoming very ill as a result of uh, developing uh, this disease. Yeah, you're probably correct in that regard. I mean, the majority of individuals certainly seem to be having mild to moderate symptoms, not necessarily warranting them to be admitted to hospital or ending up in ICU. And that's a good thing in terms of, you know, the fact that they're quite obviously not that unwell. But there is still that that unfortunate risk uh, with contracting COVID, uh, particularly within the younger age group, that there is an increased likelihood, well, not as increased likelihood, there is still a likelihood, sorry, that you can unfortunately go on to develop long COVID, whereby you can see the persistence of symptoms for over 12 weeks. And certainly in recent pieces, not necessarily coming out of Ireland, but certainly from Public Health England, they have noted the increase, particularly within the younger age group of individuals suffering from long COVID. Right. Uh, and uh, what are, what, how would you describe long COVID to us? Uh, what, what change does that make to somebody's life? Uh, well, for, for quite a few individuals, particularly those suffering with it, 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 has, it can lead to uh, reduction in their, their ad- adapted daily living in terms of reduced, uh, reduced exercise, reduced tolerance. Um, and a lot of individuals complain of ongoing fatigue. Some individuals have been listed as having, um, you know, in, impaired lung function because of impaired lung function from it. And unfortunately, some people also have cardiac impact or cardiac you know, cardiac complications from it. So, you know, in within that younger age group, quite obviously, you know, as, as we were mentioning, they have a mild to moderate, they can have a mild to moderate illness, but we also have to try to keep that on balance with the prospect that you might have a mild to moderate illness, but within the long term, you could still suffer from long-term impact from having that infection. So, yeah. And even in the short term, you might be out of action, as you'd see it, for a lot of the things that you normally do for as long as three months Yes, exactly, exactly. So adding so adding that in terms of the loss of productivity mm. to the societies general is 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 a bit of a, is and will be a concern um, going forward. I'm sure. And do we know what the potential or possible long term consequence is? That's that's a very interesting question. And no, we don't. I mean, we we still continue to learn about this virus day on day, and it's still and and every day it still shocks me, even after eighteen months. Unfortunately, so it's definitely it's definitely the unknown for us. So we certainly do need to, you know, as best we can adhere to the guidance. Uh, I mean, it sounds a bit patronising to mm. say, but I think you know it, it certainly does highlight the importance of you know looking to see if you can get your vaccine, if mm. if if your age cohort is being being called forward, and adhering to 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 the central tenets of public health guidance in terms of your distancing, mm. hand hygiene, and the use of face coverings or face masks. Okay, queuing up for a vaccine seems to be. <laughs> par the, for the course the sunshine, these days. I know yeah. it's sunshine, blessed, but just make sure you put on your 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 mm. your, your sun cream if you're so, going to be waiting. Oh, sure. So, so, sorry, I, I just mean that there doesn't seem to be any hesitancy amongst people uh, to get vaccinated. No, we certainly. I mean, certainly when they're called, we we we've been hearing, and this is anecdotally because we don't have access to that information directly. But there certainly seems to be very good uptake uh, within our region. So that's a positive and benefit for us, definitely in the long term, in the short and long term. Uh, and I take it it's not beyond the realm of possibility uh, to. Uh, consider at least that there may be reduced life expectancy as a result of uh, developing COVID or long COVID or uh, perhaps illness uh, that wouldn't be there otherwise in older age? Well, 
that's a bit of a, that's, that's a hard one. Yeah. Theoretically, probably it, it 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 more than likely is a possibility. But you know, I just don't I, I don't necessarily want to. We won't, we won't know the answer anyone. to that for we fifty won't. or a hundred years, as the case may be. I suppose yeah, definitely they'll yeah. be writing about us in the history books in a mm. hundred years' time. Okay. What 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 about the border? Uh, is there concern about people going north of the border to socialise? I think probably about four to six weeks ago, that probably might have been the case in terms of the fact that there was such a difference in terms of the reopening practices between the two between the two jurisdictions. But I think as time has gone on, and you know, the, with the continuing reopening within the Republic, I think that that at least at an anecdotal level, that's certainly reducing from what we from what we're picking up on an anecdotal level locally. Are you concerned about hospitality reopening uh, to indoor service uh, from next week? Um, if the numbers continue as they are, yes, I would. Yes, I would. Generally, I, I would genuinely, basically, because we don't want to. We don't want to, you know, add to to what appears to be an escalating situation. But you know, quite obviously, I understand mm. that uh, that that industry has been closed for a considerable length of time, and they have their own concerns with respect to that. But in the broader sense of the, the health protection for the region, yes, I would have concerns in that respect. Okay, and uh, there's uh, two issues uh, that may be may, uh, of greater concern in, in relation to all of that. One is uh, that uh, the system, uh, this passport uh, of identifying yourself uh, seems very open uh, to people uh, forging. Uh, so people who are not vaccinated could quite possibly be dining indoors. And then there's the issue of children under the age of 18 allowed, permitted legally to dine indoors with their parents. Uh, How worried would you be about both of those issues? Um, The first issue with respect to falsification of documents, hopefully with the robustness and and given what the HSE has recently been through in terms of a cyber attack, I'm hoping hoping and assuming and trying to be as optimistic as possible that the likelihood of people being able to forge those QR codes will be minimal if non-existent. Um, in terms of um, under 18s being able to dine with being able to dine with their adult parents if they're if within the household they're vaccinated, um, I don't necessarily see that as a problem. I think that's a good thing. You know, the weather is good. There's interaction. We need to continue driving and moving stuff within within the society generally. So, um, as long as as, as individuals, um, both adults and children, adhere to the appropriate um, public health tenets, I think I think mm. that should be a good thing. Uh, safe thing. I think one of uh, the problems. Uh, perhaps uh, that there is in getting the message uh, across to young people that they're now at risk of this virus because of the Delta variant and because of how that's far more transmissible and because that will result in far more cases and uh, just on a percentage basis uh, there is a greater possibility that if they're one of those cases that they will end up sick, possibly in hospital uh, and possibly worse. But what I think one of uh, the problems in getting that message across to young people is that that we've been living with it, all of us have been living with it for the last 18 months. And I think a lot of young people believe they're immune to the virus at this stage. Uh, would that be your experience? Um, you're probably correct in that assessment. You're probably, you're probably correct in that assessment. And I think and in addition to that, I think there's also consideration, like as you said, we've been going on and living with this in essence for the last 18 months. And there is a degree of reticence and fatigue that, that's coming in. Um, and, you know, it... It's it's hard to keep beating that drum to try to reinforce and to highlight the importance of, of following 
those tenants, which I keep repeating. Um, but we need. I just need. I think we just need to take some time and do it in as measured a way as possible. Um, you know, again, trying to strike the balance between being able to enjoy and and have as colourful and varied a life as possible, and reducing your overall risk for you know mm. getting getting a viral infection. Mm. Uh. Maybe you could uh, explain that by way of giving a message to young people who might be listening to us or, or to their parents uh, who are probably more likely to be listening to us uh, because you're, you're saying that the problem relates to sporting events. I mean, how do you enjoy life as a young person if you don't go to a sporting event or play a match or go to a summer camp or go to a family celebration, as the case may be? What's the balance? What's your advice to people, Doctor? I think I think, I think the strike in the balance, I think a lot of particularly the sporting events are in the outdoor setting. And I think once people are able to adequately social distance and adhere to, you know, and, and follow the hygiene process i think that's absolutely i think that should that should be fine and i don't see there's a problem with that ongoing i think the issue is considering getting to and getting away from those events so you just need to make sure that again if you're in a confined space like a car that you're wearing your mask and you're you know appropriately sanitizing sanitizing your hand and you know you try to reduce you, know, you try to reduce your risk as best you can and if you are aware and you start developing symptoms hasten and reach out to the appropriate services to have testing arranged for yourself um, you know isolate and arrange for testing to confirm or refute that possible diagnosis of COVID in that regard Very good We leave it there Thank you very much indeed for joining us this morning That's uh, Dr Keith Ian Quinton who's a specialist in public health medicine at uh, the Department of Public Health HSE Northeast. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.